because we just watched what could have been one of the best main events for a takeover special ever, Bubs. Chris, I are you glossing over the fact that I'm sitting in front of you right now? I'm not used to this. Okay. Okay. Um, this is the first time ever that Collar and Elbow Wrestling has been recorded yes. live, face-to-face, without the use of Skype or any kind of over-the-world kind of software because starting off, we did this... I was thousands of miles away in the country. So far away. In the Middle East. Now, you know, we're we're in America again together and we've been doing it over Skype. But now, for the first time ever, you are in my... You're in my media hub. I'm in the media hub. You finally can see what the media hub is. I get to see it from not just the view of your camera, from your laptop. Yes, which is right here. Yes. Uh, I'm pointing He's pointing. This isn't being video recorded, so that was stupid of him to do. But we just watched NXT TakeOver Chicago 2 in my living room. and Loved it. To me, it has to be one of the best endings, one of just the best main events of a TakeOver. The whole thing was nice. When I say the whole thing, yeah, most of the card okay. was nice. The leadoff match was very good. Yes, yeah, really good we, tag team. There match. was a ch- we thought for a second we might get new tag team champs. We were sucked in a little bit. Yes. Didn't happen. That's good booking. Next match. The though, next was. match is where we were both being little schoolgirls, full of excitement, because yes. it didn't really matter who won. No, but kind of knew who was going on, who was going to win going into it. Yeah, but still. The, the Dream and Ricochet blew the blew it off. I mean, it, of it, it was great. Uh, I haven't watched a Dream Takeover match that hasn't been good, at least good, watchable. And at they've least. been great. We've talked we talked about Cassius Ono. That match was not. Yes. No, it was not as at the level of the stuff that we've seen. It's no. Still watchable, but everything he's His doing. His match with Aleister Black, mm. that whole rivalry was amazing. Uh, his rivalry with Ricochet has been very good, and this match was. Top notch. They tried to outdo each other. They used each other's move sets. Yes. Loved it. We got some avalanche versions of some moves as well. Yes. And this is just a great story. The match work was even better. It, it <sighs> was. And here's the thing. During that match, or as soon as the match ended, I said, this this is this is match of the night right here. So we thought. And so we thought right. until we get later on the night. But uh, what do you think about this, this Ricochet Velveteen kind of rivalry that we just had? It can't be over. No, you don't think so? This can't be over just yet because I don't think... It doesn't do Dream any justice if he doesn't get a significant win over someone like Ricochet. So he really hasn't won anything important yet. But he feels like the type of character that doesn't need a win. Like he could... Isn't it... Yeah. Isn't it nice to get one though? He didn't win a lot. Isn't it nice? He's an icy champ, but he didn't win a whole lot. Can he get a win though at all? Like how far... How long are we going to go? Sono, Bubs. Cassius. Doesn't count for much. Everyone beats Cassius. But if we're going to talk about moving the dream up the ladder up into that either North American title picture... Yes. Or the NXT Championship, like he eventually has got to get... A real one-two-three victory over somebody. Yes, eventually, but but maybe over not yet. Who like who? Who could he go over right now? Because he's too big right now to go over someone kind of lower on the card. 
And I think there's guys that are actually more bigger and over than him that he still can't beat either. Like as, exactly. much, as much as we drool over the guy, he's only 22, right? Been in yes. the business for a couple years. Yes. And as far as work, at least, and only in NXT for a little while. But he's not going to pin EC3 clean. He's not no. going to pin Adam Cole clean. So those are the top tier guys. Yes. Now he's, he's in a weird gray area. He could pin a Ricochet clean, and we'd buy that. Yes. But um, at this point, like to get him to that next level, I think he needs to pin somebody, <laughs> and he can't get to that level. Well, no, so, because. He, he's gonna keep getting these wins over kind of lower talent, but his rivalries are so good. They are that there's really there's no point in putting him in a rivalry with someone like an Oni Larkin. No, you know someone like that, someone who's definitely lower on the card than him. Does he? Can he feud against an Adam Cole for the title? For the title, yeah, and just not but, win it? it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, could he feud against a Kyle O'Reilly? And, and win believably or Roddy Strong. Now, I'd like to see some of that stuff, but at the same time, if someone like Ricochet's pinning him, Ricochet goes over and he should be in that category now. Yes. So he should be getting the NXT title shot then, or the North American at least title shot. There needs to be a North American title. I mean, yes. He's done nothing since he's gotten the title I except know. lead the. So that's a, that's the a good, undisputed era. That's Ooh. a nice triple threat match right there, thinking of those three together for that North Ooh, American Ricochet. title. Ricochet. Cole and Dream. Ooh, that would, would be, be good. That's good booking as well. But I don't know. Maybe he'll never win a match, Bubs. I don't fucking know. <laughs> All we know is on the main roster. Uh, yeah, and he just shows up and keeps losing, but keeps putting on amazing. With Elias, another yeah. guy who couldn't <laughs> buy a win to save his life. Now look at Elias though, doing great stuff. God, he's going to win the IC title tomorrow. He's winning the IC title tomorrow. I'm I, very, very much set on that as well. I've, I've for storyline purposes, more so than he deserves it. But I mean, Dean Ambrose. Yeah, could that be where Dean Ambrose makes his big comeback? We just talked about that, and that makes a lot of sense. Because we want him back as a heel. Yes. I accept him as a heel. I do. We hated his his championship run. It's terrible. I don't know why... Nothing against him, but the crowd loves him. And I'm not part of of that crowd. Is it... Is it just because he was in CZW? Maybe. Is that 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 why people like Chris Hero are Cassius Ono? CZW doesn't have a big enough following to affect how the pops that he gets when he'd come out when he was champion. Get the pops. And, I mean, it worked as a face. I think he worked as a heel. I mean, we only saw a really shield version of him as heel. So, he's got to come back. Not necessarily a character change. Because Seth Rollins is is face right now. Super face. Super face. So, if he comes back and kind of costs Seth, Seth Rollins the title, then he's definitely coming back as a heel. Yeah. I accept that, and I w- I'd want to see that feud too, because I mean you got to get Dean back into the game yeah. somehow. And, and we, we gotta... already saw we already saw the feud with him and Seth opposite. Yeah, with Seth being the heel mm-hmm. and him being the face. So yeah, I'd like to see it opposite though, for, mostly for the point of getting the IC title off of Seth, because I we need Ooh. him we need him to do bigger things. Yes, but it's not time yet because that that Universal title's still around Brock Lesnar. It is, so but nothing Seth Rollins. We're so can... close to SummerSlam now, Bubs. I think that's the build. It's yes. got to be. But nothing has been set in stone nothing yet. We haven't even seen Brock. All in... the dirt sheets say that Brock does not have anything set up for SummerSlam yet. That title has to be defended at SummerSlam. It has to be. It, it will. Or just strip him of it. Hold a do, tournament do, at SummerSlam. Do something, right? But we have to think about him, Seth, and we have to think about, about Braun, um, Braun Strowman. Yes. I think those are the only two realistic people. You're not going to... Balor coming back and winning it. I don't like it. I mean, that's the David versus Goliath type of thing. It's, he's never got his rematch type of thing after he was um, not stripped but he had to concede the title yes. due to injury uh, some people will like that because he's he's super over too but he's just not my taste that's all oh I completely understand but, he's not we've, we've had this conversation before he's not someone that I 
fawn over his matches. Yeah. But that's another guy that the crowd just loves. Yeah. So he gets huge pops when he comes out. He could come out as the demon character. He could beat Brock. At this oh, point, I wouldn't go that far. I think. I mean, that I think that'd be the writing. Someone has to beat Brock. Yeah. I don't know if, I know if it's going to be clean or not. It doesn't necessarily have to be clean. But that demon character thing is it's an it's undefeated still. I, Every time that he's come out in it, he hasn't yes. lost. I think the only way that Brock Lesnar loses the title clean is to Braun Strowman. Okay. That is the only way. That's so the only person other than Roman. I'm about to say you're leaving Roman out of the equation, I, I right? I am leaving Roman out of the equation uh, just for the simple fact that that is a failed experiment, Bubs. Like, we've been we've been big proponents of, of Roman. Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. We've, we're, we're two guys we that are kind of in behind him saying he is main event level. Yeah. He's putting on great matches. But lately he hasn't been putting on great matches, Bubs. Mm. No, the crowd reaction is just getting worse. Yeah, and he still gets random mixed reactions from... He gets the, the pops from the the females, obviously, that think that he's a gorgeous human being. Well, sure, that's well, fine. Well, don't, don't... Yeah, but I, I think I'm very much over the Brock and him feud and the match work, too. Because at WrestleMania 31, it was nice from what, yes. we, what we saw. Yes. That was good shit. Uh, since then, not so much. Like the Greatest Royal Rumble, eh. Yeah. Not so much. WrestleMania was absolute garbage. But, I mean, the booking was right at the end. I like Brock winning. That's fine, but... Nah. Did not see that coming. Yeah, no, really none of us saw Roman. that coming, so that's why I say I like it. There's no way Roman can main event another goddamn WrestleMania. You don't think he can, but... This is this has Seth Rollins written on it this year, if we're talking WrestleMania, for sure. Him and AJ Styles have yes, something. Yes, I was about to say that. That's been my fantasy thing since the night after. They're on yes. different brands still, though, so what? I mean, that's a, that's we, a fight. We can have a throwback Brian Danielson versus uh, Tyler mm. Black. Okay, is that what you want? Yeah. It would be fun. Still got to get over the brand difference there, though. Still, we have to tra- we have to move somebody over. Well, that hasn't... Not until the SmackDown moves to Fox thing happens. Yeah. In, what, 2019? So yeah. next year that happens. Uh, until that happens, you can have this cross-promotion thing happen. Yeah. It's just difficult to randomly have someone show up on a show, still be assigned to SmackDown... But you mean like when AJ Styles wrestled with yeah, Finn when, Balor? Yeah, when he was putting on work oh. due to a lack of... There's a bunch of injuries and all kinds of stuff. It that, doesn't matter, that but that was still a fantastic match. I don't yeah. care how the match comes apart, comes about. If they do it, that's fine. I'm yeah. saying it's a hurdle they'll have to get over, though. True. I but, get what you're saying. That would be nice to see. But, but man, we have gone far away from NXT TakeOver Dallas. We have. And I think that's because the next match was kind of a letdown. Yeah. You had the women's women's title match after... That I believe I'm pretty sure yeah, that's was, what that was, after that, that was third. We we yes. like Nikki Cross. We were both thinking I this do. could be time, right? Like it was maybe time for a change because Basil was just not doing Shana, it for me. Shayna, I didn't like the transition when she did win. I don't like her style. Maybe no. it's maybe it's the MMA gimmick thing that I'm just not so she's, fond of. She's supposed to be intimidating, but but her promos don't no. do it for me. Her voice is she's kind of got the Brock Lesnar syndrome a little bit, where she has has kind of an intimidating look. Yeah. But but then the voice comes out and you're just like, oh, she sounds like a little kid. Yeah, I don't buy that. But she's also 38 years old, so... Yeah. This, I mean, could be just a short-term experiment thing they're doing here, but that the NXT women's division needs a little bit of boost. That's yes. why Nikki did not come with Sanity when Sanity left. Not to say that Sanity's left anywhere yet, because they haven't showed up on SmackDown. But she stayed down there because that, that division's pretty weak. And maybe her losing tonight, which she did, Shayna did retain is to kind of keep that feud going and maybe bring somebody else into the loop to get them more exposure in some t- sort of triple threat because there's really no one down there that 
is is legitimate. No, no, not at all. And the match was it was okay, but I mean we we glossed through it. We went and got a drink a couple times. Yeah. as well. <laughs> that was our that it, was it our drink and bathroom break. Yeah, it didn't match. didn't draw us in too much. You actually left to go to your truck to get get yeah. some booze. Went, <laughs> went to do some things while that happened. Um, hopefully we'll get something bigger and better. And then we still fast forward until. Until the end, yes. yeah. So we we saw the finish again. Um, uh, it was just not. And after that, though, I mean, we we got to. You pointed out right away that I hated it, and that was the card lineup. Basically, was that the NXT <laughs> yes. Championship was not defended last as the and main it event. Makes so much sense. Makes sense. Made sense last time too. Yes. That's why last time when this happened, the last takeover, we're like, well, the the this Champo Gargano match has to blow the roof off, and it did last and, time. And too. It absolutely did. Yeah. So. A bit of a spotty ending, though, Bubs, in the Ooh. NXT Championship match between Alistair Black and This is and hard Lars. to talk about because I covered my eyes when that happened. Yeah, we both got quiet. We kind of looked at each other. The match was very good. Yes, it, and was. it was good up to that yes, point. Yes, it was very good. All, all in all, I really liked it. But um, there was a... F- to set up the finish spot, Alistair yes. went for the fade to black. Black mass. Black. You put me <laughs> I in, did that. You I me called it fade one. to black yep. all night. And... It didn't really connect. Lars didn't let it. it, it it's not that. And here's the thing. It's not that it didn't really connect. It it was nowhere close. It was about two feet. It, off. Was, it was a whiff, but there was still a slap of the leg yes. by Black to make it seem like it. And then Lars, Lars just falls. Lars over. falls to sell, but then he kicks out of the move, and it was covered up by saying, "Oh, he didn't get all of the kick. He and only got part of it." They didn't show any replays. Yeah. And it make it because it was a botch I understand what why Lars sold it because he, he didn't see he didn't know how yeah. close he had no idea he, his was. back was turned to it yeah so he didn't have much of a chance yeah. but it, and you could tell Alistair was was not pleased right with that and I can't tell whose fault it was whether yeah. Lars was supposed to be closer whether Alistair should have you know kind of looked to see where Lars right. was at the time but it it, it was not pretty and we were afraid the crowd was going to turn. Yes, we because that was the, maybe not the ending, but it was certainly uh, it was the climax. It was the climax and the finish spot. And we were like, especially in Chicago, Ooh, yeah. brutal fans, terrible human beings out there. We thought for <laughs> sure they were going to start booing and you know, or CM Punk chants were going to yeah, start. Nonsense would start, but the the finish act to the match happened just a couple minutes after that. So oh, they really yes. didn't give them a chance to do it. Some brutal, brutal black masses Yeah, to he, Lars Sullivan. They did fix the finish, and it was nice. Lars got up one more time, and he took two of them. He took one kind of to the shoulder, the first one, and then he took one more to that side to of the face. The Absolute, jaw. Absolute great stuff oh. right there, and that was that was your ending. Really good match, though. The botch, not to say that the botch was, you know, ended any part of the match or anything, but it was really good. Well, really nice itself, for Lars Sullivan. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The botch itself didn't ruin the match mm. at all. Uh, it it wasn't made us all quiet for a second. Yes, and it made us go. Ooh, I hope I hope they could do something yeah. here. I hope Please they can recover. It. Please fix it. And they recovered. Um, but where where do both of these guys go from here? Who's the next challenger for Alistair? I don't uh, know. Where does Lars do after this? I don't know what they're doing with Lars because I can't see the title being put on Lars. No, not yet. Even if they want to book him as an unstoppable type big man, Alistair's just so good, and he should be treated like every other champion was and you're going to be the yes. champion up until you move up to the next brand and if that doesn't happen even maybe this year or after the, after SummerSlam then maybe he shouldn't drop it at all Royal Rumble because yeah because at, at this point there's really no one that's in a feud or that's not in a feud that can that can beat him yeah so the dream's he's not going to beat him right now. he's undefeated um, Adam Cole doesn't have a feud either EC3 doesn't know what he's doing either no we got a lot of pieces that need kind of put together a lot of with all really the important people. Big pieces. Yeah. 
EC3 not having a match is a huge oversight yeah. on this card. The NXT, the North American title not being defended at all. Another huge on oversight. On this pretty relevant NXT takeover is a bit weird as well, but we don't know what's going on, so we'll, see what, we'll see what that leads to. I don't and, know who's the next challenger. And NXT hasn't done anything to make us kind of question their, their, their thought, yeah. their thought process, so... There's definitely a plan moving forward. We just don't know what that plan is. Yeah, I would have loved to have had Adam Cole and EC3 go yes. up against each other. That'd be nice. I'd have like some kind of you know, but they're both heels yes. technically, so it'd be kind of hard to get the, the, the pop that NX3 though. Uh, Adam Cole baby. Adam Cole baby is and not NX3 a heel is they're both over as faces, but they're supposed to be heels. Yeah, so so we got that going for us. I don't know what they're gonna do, but. The Dream and Ricochet play a big important part in the next feuds for everybody, I think. If they okay. don't continue their their rivalry after this, then one of them has to jump into that Could that you imagine spot. Velveteen versus EC3? I'd like that. I'd like Let's a lot. Talk about 1%. I'd like a Oh, man. And then, then maybe the Dream's the 1% of, of the 1%. Yes. Uh, the 1% wish they were the Dream. Uh, Bubs. I don't I know. I love Velveteen. He's so good. We're going to keep talking about him He's a lot. the one. He's the one that we've been searching for he, for years he'll, now. He'll come up a little in a little bit when we talk about you know the primary purpose of this podcast, which is the future yes. of wrestling. He's going to come up in part of that conversation. But I'm not sure who challenges Black next. I don't know who it's going to be because Lars seemed to be a bit not random, but like I wasn't expecting Lars no. when they put him into a feud for the title, especially at a takeover because you know there's only so I think many. That was just to get Alistair uh, a win, a good win, maybe? right? Yeah. But um, where they put him dominance. is is going to be interesting as well. So so we'll see where that goes. I, I'm big, I'd like to see Ricochet move up now. Yeah. Because he got the win here to see him do something, even for the North American title. But um, Yeah, but, that's a title that needs... Because we were both begging for a mid-card. Yeah. Now uh, we got it. Yes. I want to see it, though. I want it to be yes. like the Workhorse title. I was hoping for like a TV title kind of thing where yeah. it's just defended you know, all, all the, time. the time. Yeah. But we'll see. But man... Main event, Bubs. <sighs> they did it again. I, I said it at the start of the show... In my opinion, the greatest NXT main event of all time beats Almas versus Gargano. Right. And it was... Uh, I didn't think they'd be able to do it again. Because the last takeover that we had... You know, when, when was it? More than two months ago at this point? Uh, it was New Orleans, so... Yeah, which was April, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. So... Ooh, like three months. It's been a while. And uh, that match absolutely blew everything off the roof. And we didn't think that they'd do it again. But somehow, the storyline got even better. It yeah, got even cause... deeper. And the they set up the match perfectly by giving it the stipulation that they did. And yes. the crap that went on in this match was ridiculous with an amazing finish. Even better than the last time. And the thing is... After the last match, everyone was like... They can't, you know, the, the feud's effectively over. There's no way... Yeah, it should be done, right? Yeah, there's Pay no off. way we could get any more extreme than what the last match was. What the build-up has been. Now we're like, what's the next match going to be like? Because there's going to be a third match now between There has to be guys. a third match now. And the first one was so good. Yeah. And I remember watching it. We were on the phone together watching it. Yeah. And it was just absolutely bonkers how good that match was. 
and I really didn't think that they could do it again. That's why I thought, like, okay, this might actually end, because the storyline was, at that point, even very well developed, and it's like, okay, you can call it quits now. And yeah, like, Gargano wins, he's, he's back in NXT, yeah. it's... and it's over. And then from there, we got, I mean, Candice became a big part of it, yes. as well, and it got even more personal, and shit like that, and then we get the match here, and we get something that we don't always get, Bubs, and that was, we got the opening of the ring. Yeah. So Gargano. I tore haven't the... seen this since Undertaker and Brock at Hell in a Brock Cell. Brock in a Cell. Yep. When yes. he took a tombstone on the wood. Well, it... that was a great feud. That that was nice. Very underrated mm-hmm. feud between. People forgot two. about that one. Yeah. Yeah. After the streak. Um, but yeah, we took he took the apron off. We took the the foam padding off that's underneath the apron, which exposed all the flat panels yes. of wood, bubs. And then it was left alone for like for twenty at least twenty minutes. We're like, oh, it's not going to lead to anything. Because we thought the match was over at least three or four different points. Yeah. After that, like when Gargano hits him, hits him with the move into the onto the table, and Ciampa is screaming, literally screaming, yes. talking to the medical personnel. We're thinking, well, you even said, I, I like he, you know, is, is he the, be is it really hurt? Because they took a, he took a hell of a bump. Yeah. Off those equipment boxes through two tables, which were conveniently set up. Yeah. On carpet. Like the only piece yeah, of the carpet. only piece of square carpet that was down there. So it looked nice. It was sold amazingly. They put him in the neck. Uh, yes, the neck support. Put him on the stretcher. And this is we're we're, we're glossing over the fact that Champa took off Gargano's ring, spit on it. Yes, that like should not be glossed over. There's not enough that we could say about this match. We can't go over blow by blow because no. there's just so much that happened, and it wasn't one of those matches. Uh, and you see a lot nowadays in wrestling where so much happens, but it, it a lot of it's just kind of filler. Yeah. Everything that happened in this match had meaning, but there was just too much to go over. There was. We saw, I mean, things that we don't normally see like that. We saw the, the wood being exposed. We saw a legitimate headshot with yes. the trash can multiple, lid. Multiple, multiple right? headshots. And some other things that happened, and it's just... They let these guys have so much freedom yes. and, and time, and, and all the time in the world, and it makes yeah. sense that they do that because they don't really know where a match like this is going to go. So it has to be on last. And you made an adamant point by saying that this is the best storytelling going on in wrestling, yes, by far, and the best matches going on in wrestling are between these two. So nothing is compared. You, you nothing beats it. You're no. saying in Japan, Ring of Honor doesn't have anything going on right there now. There is no storyline right now, or no storytelling going on that matches what's going on between Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. Yes, what, what's been going on in Japan, uh, what happened at Dominion with Kenny Omega nice. and Okada, uh, that's been a great kind of build for the last couple of years, but there's not a lot of story behind it other than Omega trying to finally you know, get that win. Yeah. This is a true, legit pro wrestling story happening in front of our eyes where I read something that just it, it illustrated perfectly what's going on. If someone who wasn't, you know, a casual fan or a casual viewer who, who doesn't watch wrestling, they know wrestling's fake but if they watch this they would go, you know, I know this wrestling is fake but these guys really hate each other. Yeah. And that looks like it hurt. Yeah. yeah. Like that's what makes pro wrestling the the art form yeah. that it is. This and is why the, we love it so much. The ideal example of what we want perfect wrestling to be. Because you're never going to see something technically perfect, right? But we want to see heel versus face. Yes. We want to see something believable. And when they create a storyline like this with Tommaso Ciampa's character being the no most, music. most the hated best. thing in years that I can think of in a long time, and you give somebody so super over with, with the fans, right? 
in in Gargano. So if you can do that, give them the freedom, let them do whatever they want in the ring to work. You're going to get a bunch of magic, and they've been able to to catch lightning in a bottle more than once now. <laughs> yeah. So that's, let's that's let's, an understatement. Let, let's say that they do do a third one. What the hell can they do? Well, like one year ago, we were sit. I was sitting in my room in Afghanistan watching NXT take over Chicago mm-hmm. when DIY lost their titles yeah to a- or they, they they had already lost the title this was their the rematch rematch yeah. and Ciampa turned on Gargano and we were like wow this sure. is gonna this is gonna lead to be something nice yes. yeah it's good and then Ciampa got hurt yep and he was gone forever and we kind of forgot about the storyline yes for a significant amount of time so this has been building for so long it, yeah. for exactly one year this has been building long term booking oh why and the payoff is so grand. We're getting multiple I, payoffs. I don't understand how this is not a thing anymore. Yeah, because it takes so much time and you have to have the right characters. Like Everyone loves Johnny Gargano. Like He right. is just that plucky underdog guy sure. that everyone can get behind. Perfect guy you can get behind because he kind of looks like the average dude. Yes. And then Tommaso amazing shit. Tommaso has had to create <laughs> has had to create his his hated character that he has now because it took some work but I think they picked the right guy. And they yeah, put the right yeah. two people to make this happen because they're both great workers. Yes, and you give a guy some freedom, and they're close. They're, they are best friends. Yeah, they're best in friends in real life. Yeah. and so you know they're sitting behind the scenes, just like how can we just keep making this better? Right, and that's really what they're doing. And this is what can happen. And you you can see there's a reason not to compare them because they are different styles, but. Okada and Omega has happened four times now, right? Yes. So, first one was great. We love it. Yep. Second one was... Fight forever. Some people, some people thought the Dominion one last year was even better and than all of them. And they continually make the storyline deeper and better, and yeah. the matchwork either stays just as good or gets better every time. Exactly. So, and that's been... Well, is Wrestle Kingdom two years ago. Yeah. Right? That they did that. The first match, and then they did Dominion, and then Wrestle Kingdom, and then Dominion again. Yeah. So, this is what happens. So... You pick the right guys, and you can develop something around two diff- two different people who can give you great payoffs like this. Like this is perfect wrestling, yes. and this is what NXT gives you. Why why can't this happen on the main roster? Exactly, that's exactly my point, and I don't understand why. So clearly, someone inside of WWE knows how to to book a great emotional storyline that gets people invested. You, the best moment of the match, bar none was when they started the brawl in, in the crowd. And Ciampa... Yes! You, and yes. Ciampa, Ciampa's got Gargano throwing him around, and this there's a guy on the corner yelling, crowd You are the devil, Tommaso! Yes! You're the devil! Now, we're hoping he's a legit fan. I, I want him to be so. a legit fan, not I a plant. I hope so, so bad. Because if that's, if that's how people are actually reacting and you know get playing into kayfabe like that, yes. makes me believe in wrestling again. Like, I would do some shit like that dude did and call him the devil. But, in my opinion, I hope he's a plant just for that guy's sake because he's going to get demolished on the internet. Oh, as he should. Yeah. It was still hilarious and great. It was amazing. We... We we popped for him right away. Big pop. Uh, But, man, so good. The match was phenomenal. We could talk forever. Is it Triple H? Is it William Regal? I mean, who's... Is it Matt Bloom? It's a combination of everything. I mean, there's just so much, the different level of freedom that NXT has gets you stuff like this, and this yes. is why every time and there's even, a takeover, 
the takeover event blows the main event the next day out of the water. It exactly. can't even compete. And, and then even the Velveteen Ricochet match, we're like, wow, they're giving them a lot of time. A lot of time, yep. Because, I mean, their cards are shorter. Five, yeah. five matches? Five matches. That's it. And it's and, a fill two hours. Yeah, and God, Money in the Bank tomorrow is going to put on like eight. In I five think. hours? Eight, yeah. Some nonsense like that that we're going to have yeah. to deal with. So and I don't know. still get the tag team titles on the pre-show? It'll be on the pre-show, yeah. Me? I don't know. Well, whatever it is, it's working. But yes. we need to make sure that that can transition up to the main roster so we can get payoffs like this at WrestleMania. Oh, we need long-term... We haven't had a payoff since WrestleMania 30. Yeah. The only great storyline was WrestleMania 30. Yes. And that took time to build. I, I just need that to happen. And yes. I don't think we're going to get it because it, it would have had to have started by now. Yeah. And it's just not going to happen. So... The future yeah. of wrestling, though, does look pretty good, though, Bubs. Yes, and I am, for I'm, for one, I am very excited about the future of wrestling, and this weekend, or at least tonight, really gets me excited about the future and what's been going on these past couple weeks. It's just, there's so much good happening right now, but it's the kind of long-term effects of what's happening right now that gives me hope for the future. The future looks really bright. Not just in WWE. No, absolutely not. Not just in New Japan with no. their with their top of their card. But there's talent all across in all the indies and all the majors and all the mid-majors, whatever we're going to call them. The mid-majors? We're NCAA. Yeah, yeah we can do with that. <laughs> Mid-major programs. Division 2s. Making the turn. Here we folks. go. You're in the tourney. Um, <coughs> that makes me really get invested in wrestling again. This is kind of the stuff that makes me like doing these podcasts, likes talking about it, likes doing all the tweets, is because I want to think that eventually an NXT payoff like we saw tonight is going to be at a WrestleMania in a year or two, something like that. Yes. And the people that are continuing continuing to develop, not just the dream, but a lot of other people are starting to come into their own where they're even better than we thought they could have been. Yes. Seth Rollins' heel run 2015 was great, right? Great, loved it. Now look at him again. As a face, even bigger. Yes, you're right. Braun. And we always said that. We always said that about Seth, that as great as he was as a heel, he could always be yep. a great face. And he can go back and do heel work again, and it'll oh, be yeah. even better next time he does his heel work. So just another example there. And the future of wrestling is pretty... It's changing, though, because you talk about the TV deal a little bit. Yes. That is a big thing that needs to be talked about. The And you, you even sent me the article that you mentioned about how Raw and SmackDown are going to be... More, Truly more separate. distinct, separate programs. And because there could be issues with being able to advertise on various networks. Yes. And Vince made, you know, a billion dollars off of this deal. So, how do other companies get into that action? And I, the tweet that I've been sending out the most over the last couple weeks is how does New Japan, especially now that there's a, the most important title change in their history, I think, yes. happen? How did they get into the major... Maybe the most important title change in the last decade. Yes, in any wrestling. I, yes. Cause, and we'll talk about that. I'll, I'll talk about that in, you know, in detail. I'm pretty passionate about that. <laughs> but uh, how does a New Japan, for example, that keeps putting their foot in the water in the U.S. like they did G1 last year, right? Yes. How do they get into that deeper? And how do they maybe get on an actual U.S. or Western cable network? And how do they get programming? And how do they get exposure? I know exactly where you're going with this. And What's the Fox that? deal is absolutely 100% perfect for that. Yeah. Because here's the thing. So now you're going to have Raw and SmackDown. They're going to be much more separate, much more distinct than right. what they are now. Right now, a lot of what Raw and SmackDown are are like highlights of the previous 
night show or like, oh, hey, look at what happened on Raw. Or, yep. Oh, man, could this person show up on Raw or SmackDown? But when you have two separate shows like that, you can't do that. Right. There's not going to be much talk at all about Raw on SmackDown. Right. And vice versa because of advertising. Yep. You know, cable rights. Right, all the rights that go with it. Exactly. Yeah. So the shows that are going to be on USA can't be... You can't talk about Fox on USA. No. You can't talk about USA on Fox. on Fox. They're owned so, by two completely yeah. separate entities. And One's owned by NBC. The other is, of course, Fox. Yeah. So. Unless they're, and it's very unlikely that there'd be any type of specific agreement that would allow them to do that. That's yes. just simply... That's how you keep business is you don't allow that to happen. Yes. So it's very unlikely that we're going to get that. But with this billion, over billion dollar deal happening, one, the shows, hey, this wrestling thing... They can make a lot of money. Right. Other, Let's say the ratings go... They're not going to go through the roof. Right. We're not going to get kind of what we had in the, the mid-90s where you're right. getting eights. Mm-hmm. But steady improvement then. But it, if, if you get solid enough ratings and you're making good money, other stations are going to be like, huh, how can we get into this wrestling game? Right. What, what's the next biggest... Mm-hmm. We can't touch WWE now. Well, no. Yeah. But what's the next biggest product out there? Mm-hmm. Oh, everyone's talking about this New Japan, but, you know, before it was like, oh, well, there's, how can you market all these Japanese wrestlers mm-hmm. in the States? Right, it's difficult. But look at all who's in New Japan now. Yeah, it's like Zach, Ring of Honor. Zack Sabre Jr., uh, Will Ospreay. Who is your new NJP, uh, IWGP heavyweight champion? It's Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Who's the new IWGP tag team champion? Not junior. Heavyweight. Yes. Yeah. Big boy weight. Yes. The Young Bucks. Yeah. You have all this American talent, all mm-hmm. this Western talent now right. that you can then catapult and use as a, uh, I guess, like, like a stepping stone yeah. to get your foot firmly planted in North America. Right. And when I started thinking about this, I'm thinking, what if a, a major company, right, decides that they want to have a conversation with New Japan? And the average you know, CEO or important decision maker, they're going to know what titles mean. They're going to yeah. know who the important people are, right? But if they want to meet that, that title holder and bring them along with them to that meeting and say it's Okada, yeah. his English is very limited, right? Right. So the impression that they're going to get is a little more different and kind of maybe difficult and adds a little bit of uh, frustration maybe to those conversations about signing a New Japan deal for TV. Now you bring in the Golden Elite. All yes. four of them, maybe. And three of them speak English. <laughs> yes. Right? And now Kenny Omega, he... That's who also speaks Japanese. He does speak very good Japanese. Damn near fluently, because he can cut a full promo in it. Yes. So that uh, that's the reason I said it's, it's the most important title change in wrestling. And in, from anything that I can even remember, as far as significance for the brand and for the wrestling industry as a whole because he's the springboard that kind of bridges the oceans they're in Japan but we need to be able to come to LA yes. and we need to be able to go to New York and he's the one who can actually do that so I think now is going to be the time that some type of company some co- cable company can do a real deal with that and say okay well let's let's bring it out and let's try it yeah and even let, taking the cable companies taking TV deals out of the picture just look at what some of the comments Triple H has been saying over the last week in regards to uh, the future of wrestling and the future of a working relationship with other companies. Mm. 
he was asked specifically about you know working with New Japan, and you know he said if if he would love to if the situation uh, if the situation shows itself, it's the right situation with the right kind of talent and the right parameters. Why not work together yeah. with them? Because this isn't just about the WWE making money. It's not just about the WWE getting bigger, but pro wrestling getting bigger. Right. Because the most money that was ever made in wrestling was when there were two, you know, when, when the wrestling business was at its its best and its hottest. Mm-hmm. Right now, the wrestling business is probably at it the best that it's been in a long, long time. Right. Even um, WWE's stock shows that. Yeah. The stock is improving. Yes, and it's not just because of what's going on with the WWE product. It's what's going on throughout the world Mm -hmm. in the world of wrestling. And could you imagine having, you know, the Golden Elite show up on WWE TV to challenge, you know, not necessarily the New Day, or but just to challenge, you know, really any top kind of team? They show up to be like, hey, let let us wrestle your your champions. Or something like that. I mean, hell, WWE just added, you know, mysteriously just added Kenny Omega um, content from Deep South Wrestling. Yeah. And they have been Good advertising timing. and marketing this big New Day versus uh, the Elite uh, Street Fighter match. Right, for E3. E3. Yeah. So, they're, something's brewing. Yeah. And I, it's, it's getting me giddy and, and excited about what's, what's happening here soon. I don't think that that's a realistic thing that's ever going to happen anytime soon, though. Them showing yeah. up on a, on a Monday Night Raw or, <laughs> or a Tuesday SmackDown or a Friday SmackDown next year. I don't think that's a very realistic thing. It's something that we, that's the new dream right yes. now. Yes. Because that's something that we all want to see. But it is, uh, it is strange, though, because, I mean, before when people were asked direct questions about, like, a New Japan product, they kind of just ignore the question or they say, ah, oh, you know, Japan has a great wrestling going on. Yeah. And they leave it at that. But now we're seeing, like you said, the Omega thing being advertised on WWE. Yeah. And not just the network, but, I mean, there was tweets about it. Yes. They, it was they, all over they, YouTube. YouTube was all over it. So it's, it's unique. It's deliberate. Because oh, yeah. everything WWE does is deliberate. Mm-hmm. They don't do anything random. No. That would be the ultimate prize at this point, is to be able to sign Omega and the Bucks. All three of them. They'd have to come as a group, for yes. sure. Because, I mean, that's kind of how they work. And that would be the most... I mean, business-wise, that'd be your best decision that you could make there. Um, but I don't think anything like that's happening with Vince still. I think Vince yeah. still has hes- hesitancies, <laughs> even though course. there's so much money to be made in something like that, because Kenny now has become that global wrestling figure. Yeah. Even though people know, like, the face John Cena across the, the, the sea and stuff like oh, that. absolutely. Omega now has made himself, and the Bucks over, over time now have made themselves yes. a worldwide wrestling product in their own right with with all their t-shirts and their merch. The and, elite. The, the elite. Yes, folks. they are. <laughs> so it's it's a changing of the times right now. Not just yeah. a title change with Kenny Omega, but like worldwide wrestling. Something's something's going on and it feels good. And, and right now WWE booking doesn't look good because Money in the Bank seems like it's been it's ruined, a mess. ruined forever. It looks it's like a bit mess. of a mess. And it's just nothing that I'm really clinging to. Like, of course I want to see the new Money in the Bank, you know, holder. I want to yeah. see that. But, like, everything else has me like, ah, eh, okay, Elias winning the IC? Yeah, I'd be all about that, but what the fuck else is going on? Oh, yeah, absolutely nothing else. The club's not going to win. Oh, the Good Brothers aren't going to win the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. They should not, no. Uh, let's see. You've got the... I'm kind of worn out from the Shinsuke-AJ Styles thing a little bit at this point. I need an end to it. Yes. Um, 
Whether that means a Shinsuke win or not, I don't know. And and honestly, at this point, I don't care. I just want that feud to be over. Yeah, I need something something a little bit different. I'd like, I, I want Daniel Bryan to have a real feud. But right? that's not going to happen because yeah. Cass is going to win and then we're going to see... Yeah, Cass should go over tomorrow. Extreme rules. Yep. And then after that, Daniel Bryan should get into something significant that right. means something long-term. But, I mean, they've just been using He also him. hasn't signed a new deal yet, so that's no. kind of what's going on yep. with that. A little bit of time there. Come on, Daniel. But um, outside of the ring, WWE product is looking glorious because their stock is great, the Fox deal, of course. But when we get down to it, we're starting to pick to pick it apart a little bit. Just not excited. Like I've, no. I've grown. And where's, where the hell is the Universal Champion? Yeah. Are we are we ever going to have the Universal Champion again? They, oh God, they rarely talk about him. Sometimes they omit him from discussions on Raw, and that title itself is still not anything important to me. No, I don't care about it. No, nope. I don't care that. Um, that Kevin Owens had a decent little run with it. I don't care that Goldberg had a little run with it. I don't care about Brock anymore. Like, like he, he beat CM Punk's title reign. He did. So if that's what so this was all that, about... Well, let's just get it off of him now. Yeah, at this point. And if, if, they, if they ended up stripping him soon, like that's what this was all about. Mm-hmm. It was him just holding on to beat CM Punk. Right. Bit of a dirty move there, but I understand that. I mean, they did it to AJ Lee, you know, also. Yeah. With, with uh, Nikki Bella. But going back to Kenny Omega being the new IWGP Heavyweight Champion, where do you see them going from here? Where, how, how long do you see him holding the title? What kind of feuds does he have next? Does he wrestle Okada again? Like, what, what's next for Kenny Omega, the IWGP Heavyweight Champion? First off, I love it. Absolutely love the decision. I think it's great. Oh, yeah, I'm totally behind it. I want it to be Okada more, but I don't want them to do it right away. Because this is their fourth match, and all their matches have been spread apart by like six months apiece. And it's what one one. It's well, this, this, this would be their fifth match technically because they did go a G one too. So right now, Okada's got one. There was a draw. Mm-hmm. Omega got one. That's three. What? So, oh, Omega has two. Omega Omega's has up two one one right yeah. now because he won at G one. He did win G one. He lost twice at Wrestle Kingdoms. No, oh, they only wrestled once. once at Wrestle Kingdoms. Yeah. He lost that one. Yeah, he lost at Dominion. Okay. No, it was a draw at Dominion. It is four, because I was kind of counting the G1, got my number yeah. down. So it is four. Um, so it's two, one, and one right now in favor of Omega. I want them to keep doing their feud, because I said this could be the greatest one-on-one feud in wrestling history if they draw it out over time. So I want it to be Best of long-term. I don't want it to be next month, you know, the rematch happens, or in a no. couple weeks, a rematch happens. I don't want that to be. I want it to be a big deal. So I don't know what we're going to get. Um, I want it to be Tetsuya Naito. I want Naito versus Omega. Naito Sonata. I want that. Uh, evil so it could be. Yeah. So there could be some challengers, and we'll see what happens if they do something at the, at the G1 with that. Because, I mean, you're you're more about Sonata than I am. Yes, but, I mean, I love he's Sonata. he's certainly someone who's going to get himself in that real legitimate title picture over the next couple of years. Um, the Zack t- Saber Jr. Typical can names. come up and have a have a pretty good match. I don't like that. But, he's I mean, so technically good. He's very good at that. The match that I want to see is Will Ospreay versus him. I don't want to see. Okay. That's that's kind of the dream match, but I don't really know. But he I'm just not. had a world title match, so you know, I'm, I'm trying to find some new challenges you want, here. You want new blood instead of the typical top yes. card guys? I'm I'm not sure because we don't know what's happening with Chris Jericho in the IC title either. That Which, is not to be omitted. Chris Jericho wow. being the first Didn't see that coming. First ever WWE and IWGP <laughs> Intercontinental Champion. Ridiculous. He's, ridiculous human he's being. He's the best. He's the best in the world. He's the GOAT. Um, fun match, too. That was real nice to see. So What I was think, going on with this face 
Like I don't know. The face paint was a yeah, bit weird, but weird. I didn't. It didn't detract. It matches the new <laughs> New Japan yeah. character he's right. got going on. Just the unhinged kind of Jericho. That's all good stuff that they're doing. I hope Naito moves away from that though, and I want. I don't know who anybody could challenge. Sonata would be great to move into that position. I think yeah. as well to get his hands on a Chris Jericho that does a lot for a guy like him. A Chris Jericho's of, not going to hold this title long. I don't no, think. He, I think he'll he drop it pretty quickly. Right. He's he's more there for just exposure, and he's a great piece to to bridge the gap too back yeah. to the U.S. because he's a very recognizable name with but everything we, that he does. We've said this before, though. Okada dropping the title is kind of a way to get the title onto someone like Naito. Because mm. we, we 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 said this in a previous show that Okada could drop the title to an Omega yeah. and then have Naito then win it because right. Naito was so hot going into Wrestle Kingdom and then having him lose, that was the perfect time to kind of pull the trigger yeah. against an Okada. Yeah. But now you can you can now put that title on Naito. I'm, I don't know. I'm hoping that it does lead to something long term and Naito was so hot last year and he still is this year. He's probably the most overdue and he's still selling the most merch in Japan. So if he does get to win it from an Omega, then that sets up a rematch with Okada yeah. at some point down the road for that because Naito deserves to have that, that belt around his waist again for all the work he's been doing and how yes. good he's been. So that's kind of what I would like to see at this point, but I don't really know, and I don't know what's going on with Okada either. I don't know where they put him. No. Maybe him and Jericho could be a thing. If they want to put him that'd in the IC title picture, that'd be, that'd be nice. But he could also just hang around and do some tag team work for a bit and float around. Yeah, and just, just have chaos going just around. Doing, yeah, just do, do, just do all the chaos stuff. He could take a little leave and recover from some injuries he needs as well. To. He's a workhorse. He's, He's going to be the greatest Japanese IWGP champion of all time. There's no He's doubt going about to be that. the greatest Japanese wrestler yeah. of all time. No one will hold a candle to what he's doing. No. The rain, well over 700 days last time. Yes. The next one could be just as long. So that's going to be great shit. But... It was 700 days, but it didn't feel like 700 days. It felt like it was a long time, though. I mean, that's for sure. To me, it felt like it wasn't all that long. Like, he just... Like, he just blew through it. Like, it was... Yeah, it did go by fast. I know what you mean. I didn't didn't feel like, man, are they ever going to take this title off of him? It was like, who is he going to wrestle next? Who is he going to put on a five-star match with next? Yeah. And he certainly got some flack as well, because they started comparing him to Brock in the means that... Okada only defended his title something like 13 times or something over the span, which is true, but he was also working every week on non-championship matches. Here's the thing about New Japan. People, you know, don't realize that the the setup to how they book is way different than how WWE does it. Uh, WWE, they'll have their champion defend on, on Raw, on TV. They'll have him defend every night on at live shows. New Japan, they save those matches yeah. for for big time events. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to see the champion go out and defend the title night in and night out. Yeah, like back in the day, you'll have they they set everything up through tag team matches. Yeah, you know everything. You you, you watch any kind of New Japan show, everything's a tag team match. Mm-hmm. And if they're singles matches, it's it's not for a title. Yeah, the title's not defended. You got to kind of earn the title match in a much exactly. more important way. So, yeah, he didn't have as many title defenses as one might expect in that long of a reign, but, yeah, but they were all he, also just tie, he also tied the record for most title defenses, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. Like, 
in in Japan, that's just how it works. It doesn't work like it does here. Yeah. So that's why I blew that comparison way out. I mean, it did nothing for me. Yeah. Because, like, sometimes it's okay to see him in a triple threat match with And it makes the title feel so much yeah. more important when it's defended. Less, exactly. Yeah. If it's defended every night like a live show. Because you know, like, if you're going to a live show and the title's on the line, you yeah. know there's no title change going to happen, right? No. So it kind of does degrade it a bit. I like what they're doing in New Japan. Everything they're doing, I think, is is going down the right road, and they have so much young talent oh, so on that good. roster that everyone's young. Everyone, like, like thirty four young. Aside from Suzuki and Ishii, Dodo and Ishii, yeah, they're all you know old as fucking shit. <laughs> now everyone else is like you know under that thirty two gap. Yeah, and putting on on crazy shit. So, but yeah, Okada needs a break. I hope Absolutely. he takes a little bit of a break. Go do here. something else for a bit. Come back next year, hold it again for another two and a half years. I'll be completely fine with that because do the John Cena thing. Go make some movies. Yeah, go do some commercials. He already yes. does commercials, but yeah. I mean, he could go hang out. That's completely. Yes. That's just fine. Enjoy with your life. You've earned it. At the end of the day, he's still going to be my number one wrestler in the world. Omega didn't take him over that in that regard yet. No. AJ Styles is still number two. Omega's number three. So. Nothing's going to change in that. It's cool that the title has changed because it means a lot, and I do think yes. it's very significant. But uh, on the whole, it's just an improvement okay. for, for New Japan. Well, that was kind of our New Japan talk. I know you've been kind of you know, researching and planning for this show for a while. What, what other kind of uh, ideas for the future do you have? I was thinking about the actual talent, like okay. the individuals themselves. Now, obviously, we've talked enough about the dream. He's a great example, right? But, yes. but let's future. Let's is... look in. Let's look into the future. Let's say twenty twenty three comes, and we're talking about WrestleMania that year. Who's leading that that main event? Who's in the most significant storyline? Who okay. is the future talent to lead? You know, the main card. Right. Who's that guy we're talking about and saying that? Like how we talk about Seth right now, yes. or an AJ right now, or even a Braun right now. They're not young. But, you know, they're still, you know, the cream of the crop at, yeah. at that point. So They're still in their early, th- other than AJ, who's, who's yeah. 40, or mm-hmm. closing in on 40. Seth, Braun, those guys are still young. They're in their right. early 30s, like 31, they, 32. They have a lot of time ahead of them, right? Yes. So, I was thinking of that five-year, ten-year look. Like, okay. who's, who's the top guy? Like who, Five who? years, I'd say it's still Seth Rollins is in there. Really? Without a doubt. Yes. Okay. Because he'll be 36, 37. Right. Still right, hanging out the, the end of the prime. Yeah, like he is Shawn Michaels. Like he's the reincarnation of Shawn Michaels. Not anyone else. Yeah. Not Adam Cole. Not Dolph Ziggler. It's Seth Rollins. Right. Um. So he'll be around for a while. Braun. I don't know how long the Braun character lasts. Me neither. Not as a face. No. No. And. But his work ethic and just his charisma alone gives me hope for him yeah. in the future uh, as being kind of the next maybe he's the next kind of undertaker just that big guy that people just love and respect yeah and he'll get to a point where no matter what he does he's a face yeah but or does he turn into the big show and go back and forth face heel face heel every other <sighs> month and you know does a lot of work does a lot of stuff outside the ring you know great dude we love him yeah but at the end of the day can you trust putting a title on him because the big show never got that opportunity true but the Big Show admits a lot of that was his own personal doing. Mm-hmm. Just his, he was young, his inability to kind of oh, yeah. just uh, adapt. But Braun has proven that he he works extremely hard. He gets constantly gets better. 
He is constantly working on not only his his in ring work, but his mic work. Yeah. And the crowd just eats up everything he does. If he keeps improving, especially in the ring, I think, and if he can be a good heel and keep doing all that too, yeah. I think the future's still going to be good for him. But he's one of those dudes who's going to have to keep putting in work and yes. never really stop to to kind of keep at that level. Yeah. Speaking of Big Show, a guy he touted as someone you know who could be big in the future is Elias Bubs. Yeah, I know. And Elias kind of has we're, it all. We're hot. We're hot on him right now. Oh, I walk with Elias. I've been walking for a while. <laughs> My feet um, are hurting. That's yeah. how much I've been walking. I'm wondering how long this um, the whole guitar playing, singing, heel work is going to last before he has to you know adapt it more and do and do more with it. I'm wondering what that actually looks like next, or what he looks like around with a title around his waist. The next logical step for him is if he's going to keep the guitar thing going, is to do it as a face. And he'll get huge pops yep. everywhere he goes doing that. But once that... But that's not long-term either. No. no. Once that runs out, then you have to kind of move past it. Right. But that's almost kind of a gimmick that you can kind of switch back and forth. Right, he could. Yeah. I mean, The Rock did it. The Rock did it kind of like that for <laughs> a, good, a good short amount of time. Yeah. And he legitimately has... And he's got talent. ...good guitar playing skills and singing skills right yeah and his ring work has improved and that needs to keep improving as well but I'm hot on him yes because I think he just has you know it whatever that is and him and Velveteen they, yeah they, they both have there's it. something that I just like about him and as a you know I want to boo him or I want to cheer him whatever he's doing I want to I want to get behind it and he's someone that I sit there no matter what he does I I emit some kind of emotion towards it whether I mm-hmm. laugh at whatever quip he comes up with, yeah. or I get excited when I hear him strum the guitar, or mm-hmm. hear the announcer go, "Ladies Elias. and gentlemen, Elias." Oh, it's so good, it and is. and it makes me feel a certain way, yeah. and that's what we've said this so much. That's what makes wrestling so great is when it makes you feel. A certain way mm-hmm. like like tonight made us feel a certain way watching Johnny Gargano yeah. and Tommaso Ciampa Elias gives me that feeling yeah. which is what makes pro wrestling so great okay that's what separates the greats from just right the, the, the wrestlers the good and yeah. the best going out on a limb I think if we're looking five years down the road I would be all in right now on. Oh, you're 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 well, all in. Well, I would be Chicago, all in. Bob. Certainly would be all in for that. Um, if I had to put money on somebody to say that that's a superstar that's going to lead and has everything done already and yeah. is going to be the next guy, it's hands down Drew McIntyre. Yeah. There's yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt that his excursion that he went on. Oh, yes. Was was appropriate. He did what he had to do to become what he is now, and they're putting him. They reintroduce him to the main roster real quick. Yeah. They put him with Dolph. They do this little tag team thing, and that's going to fall apart pr- probably pretty soon. And whether it, be, whether it be by choice or just uh, you know a feud or whatever. Right now they're fueling up the rocket, and they're getting ready yeah. to, to blast it off. And whatever they decide to do with him, I think it's going to be sky's the limit for sure. And like Universal Champion multiple time over, WWE Champion. Have you noticed these kayfabe interviews that he's doing? Yeah. Where he's just you know putting down... Like, he, he's full-on heel yeah. in these interviews, just saying how no one wants it anymore. Yeah. Like, when he was around, you had to fight for yeah. it. That's face talk, is what he's saying. That That's an easy transition to get to a face, saying that, you know, I'm out here, I put in all the work, I do all the things no one else is willing to do, and that's the yes. stuff the crowd gets behind. 
So uh, when, he, when he decides to flip that, yes. I think that's gold. But he's my... I think he's the easy bet in money to say that you want to talk about it. multiple WrestleManias main eventing, we can get past Roman Reigns now. We can go to McIntyre. Because size, yep. Oh, Look, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, Move set, not yet. But it's certainly nice. He's working on it. And heel promos right now are real good. So, it's, it's good improvement. I'll, I'll take your McIntyre... And I'm going to raise you. Mm. I've got two separate Okay. here. Both kind of can go concurrently with each other. Okay. On this side, Andrade Cien Almas. Okay. On this side, across the pond, Pete Dunne. To me, those two are... Not only are they bona fide studs and the future of their respective countries wrestling mm-hmm. industries they're the future of the WWE without a doubt WWE is always trying to tap into the Latino market right they tried with Alberto they tried with Alberto mm-hmm. it didn't really work mm-hmm. to a great extent not a great extent Almas was a huge star in Mexico yeah huh? a huge absolute monster star when he came to NXT, it was ho hum. He couldn't really, he didn't really find his footing. Mm-hmm. Selena Vega, the greatest thing to ever happen to for Andrade. his career. Yes, yep, the greatest thing to happen. He is what they've been looking for. They tried it with Kalisto. It just yeah, didn't oh yeah, work. wasn't gonna work. Almost has it. How almost has everything. On the other side, Pete Dunn. Triple H just came out and said Pete Dunn's a future WWE champion. I believe that. One hundred percent, and behind that, Pete Dunne's also he has become the face of British wrestling. Yes, and lately he's come out and he's spoken about how he doesn't like how you know some of the British wrestling has been going lately. You know, he wants them to get back to the basics. Yeah, you know, they're too focused on spots and trying to get you know famous on the internet, kind of thing. Those two guys are going to be not only the faces of their respective countries like I said but they'll they'll be battling for years to come on the main roster okay main eventing pay-per-view after pay-per-view Andrade just when I see him I he oozes main event loses it and Pete Dunne's just he's got everything like he's he's amazing in the ring yeah he's he's got a, he's got a cool look and the crowd's totally behind him because his, his ring work's just that good. Okay. I like what you're saying. A couple questions with that guy. Okay. Come. Do you put Tyler Bate on the same level as, as a Pete Dunne? Not right now. Or can he be? We've seen the, the match by itself. Yes. And, you know, him being the, a UK champion was a, was a nice thing. It, it was, but... Super young, so he's got time. He has plenty of time. Okay. But not yet, you're saying. But here's the thing. He's what? 20, 21? He's like 21 or 2, yeah. Young yeah. shit. Pete Dunne's like 24, 25. Okay. They're not that far off, and Pete Dunne's already... There's there's a gap there. Yeah. And Pete Dunne's just constantly going to get better. Okay. I like Tyler Bate. Me too. I loved him during the UK tournament. Loved it. And I actually rooted for him when they went up against each other both okay. times. Okay. But Pete Dunne, he's won me over in a big way. I like Pete Dunne. Now, you're saying that, because he's a very small person, stature-wise, 
Yes. Very small dude, right? Yeah. So no physique there, right? No, uh, no. good look, right? As far as what he does look like, but uh, no physique to go with it. So very contrasting to what you see with the Cena, the Roman, the McIntyre, the McIntyre type yeah. of people, right? So almost for for that matter has a really good. He's a little shorter, but he's yeah. got a great physique. He, he's he's more chiseled out. Yeah. So as far as a look goes in that regard, he's Hell, Elias is he's, he's too. He's lacking. So I do yes. think that his ring skill for sure. We've we've heard him cut some nice promo as well, like and his I guess the ability to expand across the world yeah. is going to be great, Pete Dunne. Um, but that's the th- I, I see where you're going with this, mm-hmm. and we had the exact same transition that we're having now in the mid '90s, okay. with guys like Bret Hart, away from Sh- Bret Hart, yeah, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels didn't have a great physique, mm-hmm. but he put on both of those guys put on amazing matches in the ring, yeah, and ring work reign supreme. Yeah. Right now we're in a day and age where ring work is, is reigning supreme. The only kind of big guys that you have are Braun Strowman and to a much lesser extent Lars Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Other than that, who are your, your big hulking guys? Bobby Lashley, but he's yeah. not going to be around for, for too much longer. Right, and they don't let him play that character anymore. He's, no. not, he's not the beat you powerful behemoth type, type no. of guy. And, and Cena, you know, yeah, but yeah. he's not going to be around much longer either. Okay. So you're, you're getting that transition to the Daniel Bryan types. Right. And Pete Dunne fits... He fits that. 100% into the Daniel Bryan mold. Okay. Except I feel like he's a little more physically... Like his style makes it more... I don't want to say makes him more believable. Mm. Well, the British Strong style is yes. more impactful. makes people get into the matches a little bit more than a technical yes. type wrestling match would that Daniel Bryan's going to give you. Yeah. So he, the fans might get into that a little bit more. Yeah. I As much as I love CN, I have to count I don't like that at all. Oh, His, really? Uh, there's no trust, I think, with somebody who can't speak a lick of English and cut a promo for you uh, as your WWE champion or main eventing or WrestleMania. Now, it works for Brock because he's Brock. He, he gets a mouthpiece, sure. right? But uh, no. No. Not, not, not so much. He's a great upper mid card. He, he might be able to win a championship at some, uh, some smaller pay per views or something like that. But definitely not the face of a company. As much as you like him, and I, didn't, yeah, and I like him too. But yes. we're talking about somebody who can be the face of a company. You're not going to trust somebody who is. They were, they were strapping a rocket to Sin Cara. I want to talk about someone that one not only can't speak a lick of English, but right. you don't even see his face, and he can't wrestle. I don't think that Sin Cara would have been pushed to the all mountaintop. Says all of those things, he can wrestle, has a great look, and you you can actually see his goddamn face. Yeah, the only reason Alberto got as high as he did was because he could speak fluent English yes. and was well known in, in uh, Mexico as well. So if they want to use Cien Almas for that, you know, Mexico expansion or Latin America expansion, it'll be to the ceiling, which is right here. He doesn't get the face of the company, and he's not going to be the WWE's guy at all. Sorry, Bubs. We'll see. Big fan of him. That. Love his ring work, right? We, we drool over his matches, and I'd love to see. Who, who, who needs to talk when you have a mouthpiece? Did Yokozuna ever talk? No. Don't compare those errors. No. no don't don't listen that. to me. Okay. You're saying solely, we're not talking about errors right now. We're just talking about one singular person. And you're saying that he can't be the face of a company because he doesn't speak English. You're also saying that Yokozuna was the face of the company. He was the face of the company. I completely. He was huge. No, he was huge. Physically. Right. And. But there was also, during the time where he was hot, when he was doing singles work and not teaming with fucking Owen Hart all the time. Yeah. It was still Hulk Hogan, and then it was Bret Hart. 
So he did a little bit of this in the middle before that, before those before Brett took over as part of the face for the shittiness that was 93, 94, 95 WWF. 96 for, for a lesser extent. Right. So I like it, but I mean, I still think that that McIntyre like body and everything that he does is still going to be Vince isn't going to be around for You're right, and that that is a key factor, right? Because we're talking five or ten years. We're talking ten years down the road at this point. Vince is gone, and it's going to be Triple H, and it's going to be Stephanie, and it's going to be... And these are all people that Triple H loves. Mm -hmm. But he also has to think of a global, worldwide perception. And a lot of people speak Spanish. I get that. Almost. It's not... It's not Almas, though. Almas is, your, is a great intercontinental champion to take on a European tour. Love it. But uh, that's uh, pretty much all you're getting there. I can't even look at you in the face right now. I'm sorry to upset you, but I mean, God. Ricochet is a more believable name than him at this point. Oh, yeah, get out of I'm here. I'm sorry. Love Almas, but... Uh, I'm we'll, sorry, bud. We'll have to see. This is one that we're definitely going to disagree on. We and will. It's okay. In the future, the I answer's will... The answer is Velveteen Dream. It's real. Well, no. Yeah. Okay. All in all, at the end of the day, Velveteen Dream is the one. Yep. He is the one we've been searching for for so long. Character. The character is so good. Please keep it up. And he works hard in the ring. Please keep it up. He's getting better. He's an athletic dynamo. Like, the Velveteen Dream is just spectacular. And I think we could just conclude this show with... With our disagreements. That's, that's fair. <laughs> with, with it's good our, that we have them finally. Yes, we don't disagree much, but the fact that you don't believe Almas could be the face of the company is it's upsetting. Is saddening. I'm sorry. Saddening. Sometimes I got to break the news to you a little bit harsh, bubs, and now I get to do it to your face for once in a while. Yes. Instead of through the Skype, but I mean, I'll still let you know on Twitter. Don't worry about it. I hate you. Yeah. Anyway, that was our talk on <laughs> on the future of wrestling. And also the great NXT card that we got. And as usual, NXT cards as always... As expected. Yes. It's, it's always great. Great. And it's always better than what we get the Sunday night uh, with their counterpart. And you also... We also got to talk a little bit about the future. We wanted to talk about this for a while, Bubs. Oh, yes. Because we think that as soon as we start like picking on certain individuals that we know are like, I can't wait to see you main event at WrestleMania. We start <laughs> thinking about everything that goes in to what the future is going to look like yes. in five years. How we can get them to that WrestleMania right. match. How, how do we get you there, Dream? I, will, yes. I don't know what I'll do, but I'll do something. Against McIntyre. Sure. Okay. That could be good. Bubs, who's winning uh, Money in the Bank tomorrow? Men's. Oh, oh Joe. You're going with Joe? Joe. You're going with Joe? Yeah. What do about you, you? Do you care about the buildup? Are you just picking the name? Because, honestly, where, is there a significant buildup to this match? No, not at all. The only, reason, the only only reason I'm picking Joe is because it just fits him perfectly. Okay. And I've been wanting to pick Braun forever, but... It would be great if it was Braun, because yeah. then he would just challenge him at, at SummerSlam. Yeah. But I don't I don't like that. He won the Greatest Rumble. I don't think that they'll keep giving him things like back-to-back. Why not? So, I know. I feel like I put the rocket on him, right? But Dark Horse, finally going to pick Rusev on something important. Oh, because, stop it. No, it's, this is the year of Rusev, I told you. So I'm going to pick ridiculous shit for him for the majority of the year. And he's, he's face now, bubs. So He keeps getting these random wins, too. I know, I like it. It's so weird. So Rusev for the win. He'll do something with it. Uh, My dark around, is Miz. Around the summer. See, God, what, damn it. Yes! There's so many people that I want to win this match. I, I want Miz to, to win more than anybody. I just yes. don't think it's time no. at all. But uh, we, we deserve our Miz versus Daniel Bryan match. Yeah, and he can't have the money in the bank to do yeah. that. So maybe next year. 
but by then he should be a WWE champion, I'd hope, and not have, and not need it. So. Miz has to win the WWE title. Women's, who you got? I wish I cared, but I mean the okay Natalia. The only okay. thing, no, it is Natalia. Yeah. I think that storyline purposes that only that's really the only thing that makes sense because we want to see her turn on Ronda. Yes, and I'm think Ronda is going to beat Nia tomorrow. I I do also unless. Is there something Unless dirty? that's when Natalia turns on yeah, her. It could be that point, yeah. right? Just to save her from getting the title right away. Because yeah. she really doesn't need that title yet. No. And it could build Nia a little bit longer to keep that title. But uh, I don't know. I don't. There's no storyline that makes me care so much. There's no match on this card that I'm looking forward to. Other than the Mids. No, no. Uh, uh, Ro- think? Rollins and, and Elias. I'm still uh, not looking forward to that it. match. The match work? Oh, no, no. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Nothing's been built to the point where I'm like, oh god, I can't wait to see that. Exactly. Yeah. And There's the only, been no build. The only reason that we are going to watch it tomorrow is because Money in the Bank is a very serious pay-per-view, and they're trying to make it, you know, one of those majors, and, you know, that, that briefcase means a lot, so I want to see how, Unless how it comes Unless it's Baron Corbin. Oh, why can't it be Baron Corbin? He just shaved his head. Maybe that's all it took. Why couldn't he have done this sooner? Yeah, he's been clamoring for this for a while. Yeah, for a while. <laughs> he looks so much more intimidating now. He does, and Damn this it, this could be, this could be what he needed. But we'll see where that goes, Bobs. All right. Well, I, don't know. I think I think we're done. All right. For for now, I don't want to talk about money in the bank just because, unless they do something extraordinary tomorrow, which is not going to happen. Is Dean Ambrose extraordinary? No. Okay. In any capacity? No. Okay. Uh, he's He could be above average, maybe, at best. But other than that, him coming back is just like, oh, there, he's finally back. Okay. That's all. That's the only emotion I feel. Okay. Well, this has been our Future of Wrestling talk. And, man, a lot of opinions were thrown out. For once, we have a couple disagreements here and there. But we want to know what you think the Future of Wrestling uh, has in store for all of us, and you can get in on that conversation at CAE Wrestling on Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook at Collar and Elbow Wrestling. Uh, search that up. Uh, you can find me, Kenny Oak, on Twitter at Kenny Oak Sports, and you can find Chris here at Chris B Quick. We are always always out there trying to talk about wrestling, trying to grow the. The, uh, the wrestling fan base in general because wrestling is the greatest thing in the world it's what we love it's what we love to talk about and there's really nothing better on this planet than wrestling thank you guys as always for joining us and together we can make wrestling great again see you guys next time <laughs>